My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rollins, and as always, I am joined by... Dan White. And today it's WNR256, it's NXT War Games. Dan, excited for the event? As always, James, I am excited for any NXT TakeOver event that they bring us. And of course, we've got the Prediction League that we always have, and at the moment, pay-per-views and bonus points are going my way, but NXT points... Our four all. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. Yep. When are you going to come down? When are you going to land? I should have stayed on the farm. I should have listened to my old man. You know you can't hold me forever. I didn't turn up with you. I'm not a present for your friends to open. This boy's too young to be singing the blues. So goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Will the dog society howl? You can't plant me in your penthouse. I'm going back to my plough. Dan, you can't keep me down. Uh, so, NXT TakeOver, War Games. And, uh, of course, we've been building up. We've had a live, fantastic live show that we had. And, of course, we're both excited for it. But we've got Prediction League. Prediction League and the NXT. Uh, what's on the line here tonight? Well, we have three Prediction Leagues. We have the WWE Pay-Per-View Prediction League. We have the NXT TakeOver Prediction League. And we have the Bonus Prediction League as well. James is beating me in both the NXT, uh, in the both the WWE and the bonus pay per view. But NXT, this has been my domain, and we are drawing for all. But tonight, I'm going to seal the victory and seal the bonus point for winning the category, and I'm going to make it five four with a bonus point in my column. Yeah, well, there's a lot on the line here tonight. Like I said, there's a bonus point on the line for the competitor in the men's match. And we had some developments on the kickoff show. For the first time ever on the takeover, the kickoff actually mattered because we had uh, Crusoe, Pat McAfee and Robertson. We'll get on to them in a minute. Uh, we had the Gaza versus Isaiah Swerve in a, in a quick match. And Gaza actually got the victory. There wasn't a bad match though, yeah, was it? Yeah, we both went for Gaza watching it. We called it because we weren't sure if this match was going. So that is a point for us both so far. Yeah, if we're going to count it as a point, that's cool. And then uh, Mia Yim got injured, uh, as we saw, and taken away in hospital. And Regal said to uh, Ray Ripley, it's your choice. And she picked Dakota Kai to be in the women's match. So we've got two war games here tonight. So it should be very interesting to see what happens. So let's hope we get no network interruptions here tonight as the takeover video begins. And like I said, building it up as kind of war game tradition. When it first started, you weren't a fan of war games, really, were you? I wasn't. I thought there was a bit too much going on. But after watching one or two of them, I see that it is definitely a good thing to do. And it's something different 
that's kind of exclusive to the NXT brand, which is what I like, you know, because any other matches, Royal Rumbles or ladder matches, it's kind of split across the whole WWE kind of uh, branding. But this it is something that is just exclusive to NXT. So, yeah, I'm good. I'm happy for it. So we start off and it's time for War Games. Yes, we're starting straight into the War Games. I believe it'll be the women's War Game match starting us off. Who do you reckon is going to start? Well, we had uh, huge news about me. I'm not going to make it, so we're going to get the team. So, I mean, I'm not sure what would be the best strategy. I would feel the captains maybe would be last to come in, uh, which would be a fair game plan. So it could be anybody. But, of course, I'm like talking about the Prediction League and everything like that. Uh, what have you thought of the build-up for the women's War Games match, Dan? It has been good. You know, it was kind of declared by William Regal after a huge mass brawl broke out. Uh, I think it is the best thing to do. You know, it is... Um, it's kind of WWE's way of saying that whatever happens, women are included in every part, you know, in every aspect and every type of match now on WWE. So I think that is, um, that's a great point. Uh, the match itself with the teams, yeah, you know, Rare Ripley, she's come over from being a heel on NXT UK. She's a face on NXT now. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that the divide is good, you know, the faces and heels. Rare Ripley, Tegan Knox. um, Candice LeRae. Dakota Kai is Dakota involved. Dakota Kai, who has taken Mia Yim's place. Yeah. And like we know, we know the official rules by now as we've seen War Games has become a tradition as we've gone through. Uh, the Hill teams have got the advantage, of course, in this one, and they'll have five minutes to start, and then three minutes thereafter, you'd have a competitor from either team. And of course, team captain Ray Ripley looking to definitely bring it in this one. But prediction wise, it's my choice to go first, and I have gone for in this one Team Basler. I too have gone for Team Basler. I thought that one of uh, Ray Ripley's team was going to turn on the others, but seeing as though Dakota Kai, pretty much 90% of the fingers are pointing at her for taking out Mia Yim and taking her place, I think she's going to be the one that's going to be the troublemaker on Team Ripley. So it's going to be a huge night for Raya Ripley. And here comes Bianca Belair. And do you think they can make a good team together? I mean, they've had... Uh... Two quite distinctive personalities. They're Aren't they the... on opposite teams? They are on opposite teams. That's a great point, Dan. You're right about that. But Bianca Belair, can she work well with Shania Basler? Uh, well, you know, I think all these teams have uh, their problems with each other. But I think, you know, coming together and fighting a con- common enemy is going to be the best thing for these teams. Will there be any friction? Possibly. It was but good. we might not see it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens here. As Candice LeRae gets out, and she's had a couple of takeovers before, but this will be a big one for her tonight. Of course, Johnny Gagano's her uh, husband, but tonight she wants to put it forward so people remember her. Absolutely, yeah, not just being known as the Dick Wrestler's associate. <laughs> yeah, well, Joey Ryan, and they had some classic matches back in the day. She's going to try and help out Team Ripley tonight. Of course, we already know about Mia Yim being taken out, Dakota Kai taking her place. And it's a huge night for the UK Women's Champion as well, isn't it, Dan? Well, and NXT UK, you know, uh, you've got the former Women's Champion, Rare Ripley, or the inaugural Women's Champion, Rare Ripley, and you've got the current NXT UK Champion as well, and Kaylee Ray. So, you know, them having to rely on, or not rely on NXT UK stars, but including them in this match, I think that's a really high point for Especially British wrestling. Yeah, I think we're down. Of course, like we've got later on tonight as well. Pete Dunne, who's representing NXT UK, if he likes to or not. Uh, but this is going to be a really interesting match. And another one as well, Tegan Knox. We talked about during the live show, the biggest match of her career here tonight. 
Can she step up to the plate with the nerves? I think most definitely will be nerves. I think uh, she suffered a couple of big injuries, you know, her legs in the past, and hoping tonight she can do well. You made it four minutes. We've got one of your favourites coming out next, Io Shirai. I mean, you're a huge fan of hers, even before the heel turn and the character rejuvenation. I think we're going to see something big from her tonight, something special. Mentioned on the live show, I really do feel tonight could be her night to put in a performance that we remember for a very long time. It's a big moment. We talk about women's first, the women's first uh, war games. And here she just sells the character. You just believe she's crazy as well. She comes out here, she's going to be locked in a cage. Well, I can't wait to see her and Candice LeRae come face-to-face again. I mean, they've had some very memorable matches in the past, and I'm sure there's still a lot of uh, emotions running between them two. I think without a shadow of a doubt, it's a big night. And the newly uh, replaced replacement, uh, Dakota Kai, she replaced... Uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim, who unfortunately got injured about two minutes before the show started. Yeah, TakeOver actually meant... Uh, the kickoff actually meant something on TakeOver tonight. And Dakota Kai, she uh, was in the match, she got taken out. So you don't know if there's any hard feelings, but she's going to put the performance here tonight to help. I think... Um, Rare Ripley's kind of like the odd one out. All the other women are wearing brightly coloured hot pants and uh, bra tops and Rare Ripley's just like, yeah, doing her. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all about a woman in black and here comes uh, Chania Baslow who has beaten Oscar's uh, record now for longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. Does she deserve that accolade, Dan? No. Shayna two times. Well, Baszler has been dominant. She's beaten enough for every woman in this match and she wants to put her exclamation point on the division here tonight. And give herself some momentum going forward to tomorrow night as well when she'll be uh, facing Bailey and Becky. Yeah, what a huge night it will be for Shania Baszler, but she's got to think about a team here tonight. And with Belair, Kaylee Ray, and Leo Shai, they are women, a free women even, that can um, definitely go here. And here comes Leo Shai. She's going to start the match. Well, she's the one that won the briefcase, so uh, she gets the rights. Who's going to start with her? Candice LeRae. Well, we said about these two women. We're going to start off in a double ring. So we're going to have five minutes until the next entrant comes out. And we know, thanks to the um, EO winning the ladder match, that it is going to be Team Baz that's going to have the advantage. And these two women have a lot of uh, history face-to-face. They both strike to start. And Candice LeRae with a takedown to EO. But EO managing to reverse it. This is an all-out brawl. Let's not forget, no one can get a decision yet. Until all the women are out in the ring. And even it's just pin or submission. And Candice looked to be sent into the sides of the cell. But EO stops it. Nice hurricane roller. But EO with a hand and feet. Beautifully done. Saying to Candice, no, I've got your number already. Candice would have stepped up into the guru. But EO managing to dodge it. With the go-behind now. Trying to pick her up for the German. But Candice, dead weight herself. Go-behind. Oh, and just plants Shirai face first into the mat. As EO kind of rolls out of one ring into the other. Now what's Candice doing, building up a head of steam? She goes flying between the two rings, but gets caught with a huge forearm from EO. It's a 6-1-9 to Candice as she was strewn over the ropes. She's looking for a second, straight to the back of the head of Larray. And Candice is literally being beaten pillar to post right now. One ring to the double knees to Candice as she was uh, kind of propped up in between the two rings. And all she got is caged behind her, so in the back of her head... And you can see where the two ring posts are as well. Just complete metal. And Eo seems to be enjoying herself. And she springs onto the ring rope, steps across to the second ring, and just takes Candice out of a double-seated drop kick. 
I truly believe there's not there's not much EO can't do, especially on that top rope. We see some great things from AEW, and of course, you know, there's some great guys in WWE, but the way she can uh, jump around, I'm not saying it's Rey Mysterio-esque, but you can see she's definitely influenced by oh, him. Phoenix. And now sends Candice into the turnbuckle. Oh, just again, a double foot stomp in the corners. Even Candice Strew. Well, at least there is a member of the Johnny Gagano household in a NXT takeover match tonight. No doubt, and the crowd chant for both women as Eo's look at their Irish whip Candice in between the rings. Oh, Candice manages to uh, get out of it, but gets hit with a drop toe hold, face first into that metal plating that's kind of dividing the two rings. And now Eo just with the face of Candice raking across the cage, trying to force her through the cage into little pieces. Man, it's just a complete attitude. You can just see the enjoyment with Eo. How much a punishment she could dish out to Candice. She probably loves the fact that you can't even go for a cover yet. As Team Ripley looks on worried as well because they know Baze is going to have the advantage in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, we are going to see the old two-on-one switcheroo. And Candice now with a jawbreaker gets some separation. I don't know where the clock's gone, but we're definitely soon for another member. Well, I've heard from our sources in the back, Jessica Carr. Obviously, she... Daily. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but she's saying that they... Took the clock down because they're annoyed with the crowd. Every time it gets down, like, 10, 9, 8, you know, they're counting the 10 seconds left in a minute or something. Oh, so that's, that's fair enough. They hide it. But Candice LeRae's onslaught only lasted for a short while, and it's uh, back to Shirai biting the head of Candice. And this is the thing, EO, and maybe they can completely dominate Candice and get her beaten up so she's going to have trouble continuing as the match goes on. But here we go, less than 10 seconds now. Who's coming out next for Team Basler? Well, is it Kaylee Ray? Is it Belair? Or is it Shayna? It's Belair coming out. Bianca Belair with the long hair. Just as Candy up a foot with uh, Shirai. Belair's there to kind of put the odds back in Team Basler's favour. And now she's got her up. Plants Candice face first. Running shooting star press. And now picking up Candice with a powerbomb. Oh, but Candice managing, managing to turn into a Hurricane Rana. But Shirai's had enough time to recuperate. But Candice cuts her off before she can get any offence in. Now left and right, Bianca comes in, but Candice managing to dodge as well. She's got them both double stacked in the corner. Well, Kate's out shy, but Belair with a right hand. And now he's got Candice up the powerbomb. Sit out powerbomb, or nil out powerbomb. Picks her up for a second. And the third one just throws her into the cage. As if Larray was a javelin and the cage was a javelin. Well, at Performance Centre, you know, they, they do all these tests to see about strength and speed. And Bianca Belair comes out most of times. So you can see by the sheer power that Blair has with ease, just throwing Candice after the third powerbomb. The crowd respecting that. And now you kind of got the perfect team with Shy. You can use the speed, the quickness of Blair with just the sheer power. And Candice is desperate at the moment. It's going to be a long three minutes until the next woman comes out. Abelair's got her in a camel clutch. Shirai's running the ropes, building up a huge head of steam. <laughs> oh, my word. Boom. She must have bounced off the ropes a, at least four times. At least seven times. <laughs> Looks like they're having a discussion in the cage. In Ripley's, who's the next woman that's going to come out. Yeah, well, you know, the teammates are saying, look, you show them while you're the captain. And here we go. Ten seconds left until we get her. And I think Lorraine needs it more than anyone. And Ripley is going to be the one coming out, the captain. Why didn't they have it ready? Well, now they're finally unlocking the cage. And Ripley's getting a tremendous reception as she comes down. Uh, she's getting some trash cans. Or a trash can. Well, it's about to get hardcore on the fans. 
Well, Frozen, luckily enough, ducks it. Charles coming out of the cage to get Ripley, but she gets the cage door slammed into her head. And now Ripley's getting more trash cans. Doesn't look like she's done there just yet, though. Three trash cans. Oh, and three Singapore canes. Well, we're just about to get extreme here in War Games. And it's only the first match. And that is not enough for Ripley. He's looking for some more accoutrement. She's got a chair. And the fans shouting, we want tables. And uh, we're still counting down, so Team Basil will still have someone out as Ripley's going around rearranging furniture. Uh, she's got a total of four chairs, three c- trash cans, two Singapore canes, and what? a beating for Bianca Belair. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, punching the pe- He's like, Blair's in trouble. Now Jessica finally locks the cage door. Ripley picks up Belair and slams her front first on a trash can. Second in impact. Just crushed the trash can as well as Belair. The impact on it. And now Ripley's got the chair. And just that, she's turned the tide for her team right now. Well, Candice getting in on the game as well, picking up a chair of her own. I think she's got um, a meeting planned between that chair and Io Shirai. And the fans chanting. Rhea's going to kill you. And the two chairs set up, and now Ripley's directing traffic with uh, Candice Array. And Belair's in serious trouble. Oh, looking for a double suplex onto the chairs, but Shirai managing to save her partner. And now it's just an all-out brawl between the four women. And we've got ten seconds now until the next member of Team Baszler comes out here. Well, Kaylee Ray looks set to be coming out of that cage. Well, you've got the NXT and UK Women's Champions in her cage, and Kaylee Ray's coming out and wants to prove a point. Well, as if there isn't enough uh, in the cages, she's going to get a few more chairs. Well, Kaylee Ray's going to try and help out Team Baszler as much as you can. And when the crowd chanting for it, Kaylee Ray's going to deliver. No. Typical heel. Doesn't give the fans what they want. Oh, she's got the chair now. To the midsection of Ripley. One for Ray. Just whacks it across the back. Tornado oh. DDT to Ripley on the chair. Well, you can see why Baszler wanted uh, Kaylee Ray on the team. Well, her confidence has got to be sky high since winning the NXT UK Women's Championship. And defeating someone like Tony Storm, who competed in the May Young Classic with people like Ray Ripley as well. So it's... It's great company to have, but now the chair's set up by Ripley might come back to haunt her. Kaylee Ray putting her on the chairs and Bianca Belair going up. Candice Lerae there. Oh, look, we've got a Lerae meet-off. <laughs> well, now Candice wants to take out Belair. Oh, well, my. Ripley's up there joining in the mix. God. And he, yeah, they're saving her partners. Now Kaylee Ray is in a bit of trouble. Ray Ripley sent to the side of the steel cage. Well, Kaylee Ray unsetting the chairs. Now you've got Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Kaylee Ray and Bianca Belair all up on that turnbuckle in a very precarious position. Ra Ripley comes in. Oh my God, then Ripley's going to try a powerbomb. Surely not. Oh! Well, she took out two opposing members and one of her own team as well. <laughs> and Bianca Belair managed to have the strength to hold on to the cage. And now what's Belair going to do up there? Oh! <laughs> Jesus, 450. All right, oh Ripley right on the chairs. And all five women are down. And now ten seconds left. The match is slow by at this point. So we're going to get another member of Ray Ripley's team. And it's going to be Dakota Kai. Now she's going to have a big night. And you can see she might be a little bit nervous. Hang on a minute. What the hell? Taking out Tegan Knox. Ripley can't believe it. What's going on here? She's just beating her around the cage. Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai... Obviously not happy about being second choice. 
Holy shit, chances. Now Kai's got Knox. Oh, and sends her head first into the cage. Well, this is a different Dakota Kai, and Baszler seems to be loving it. Oh, she's got a huge smirk on her face. Well, she's not smirk, she's just happy that they're taking each other out in the knee. Oh, oh my God. Dakota Kai just slamming the cage door <laughs> into the knee. Oh, this is, this is a new sort of vicious. <laughs> not content with that, though. She's taken off the leg brace. This is horrible. And Tegan Knox, you can hear screaming. Reconstructed knee. And William Regal out here as well, and he's saying Kai's gone too far. Well, I think we've found out who attacked Mia Yim. Oh, it's Regal. Baszler loves it, and I think you're right, Dan. Kai showed a different side. And Kai, like an animal, and Tegan Knox, well, her career might be on the line now. Well, this doesn't do the numbers game any good. I mean, it's still uh, three on two advantage Baszler. It doesn't look like Knox is going to be able to continue the match. And then when Basler comes in, it's going to be four on two. Yeah. Oh, Kai just can't stop. And Regal's going to have to pull her off physically. And Kai is snapped. And Kai is saying, is that what you wanted? Ripley must be shocked. And I never thought we'd see this here. We talked about a night of surprises. And that is the first big shock. To Kai turn on a team. Absolutely. And now our prediction of Basler looks to be right. I mean, surely they can't come back from four, uh, four on two. Well, don't call me Shirley, but it doesn't seem that way. And really, Regal is just shocked. And Baszler loves it. And Ripley clearly doesn't. <laughs> well, Ripley, believe it or not. And Baszler, look at her, so happy. And now only 10 seconds and she comes out. Blair and Kayleigh Ray is taking Ripley out in one, one ring. And you've got Io Shaw with Candice in the other. Shayna Baszler, look, she doesn't even care. You know, she's just going to strut her way down to the ring. Three, four... For Basler, two for Ripley. Well, she might not even have to get into the ring. There's no fact that Tegan Knox isn't getting up. Oh, she's showing a concern side. And there, Basler's just looking over. And now, Basler like, is just strolling down to the ring. No rush. Oh, has, has the heinous assault by Dakota Guy ruined this match as a contest now? It is absolutely heinous. Um, that it, it is good, though, for storyline telling. You know, you're going to see a really cocky Shayna Baszler. I mean, she's always used to having the numbers in her favour. We've seen from 90% of her matches. Uh, but Rhea Ripley now, she's managing to fight off uh, Bianca Belair and Kaylee Ray. Goes toe-to-toe with Baszler until the numbers game kind of gets a hold of her. So they're going to have Io Shirai keeping Candice LeRae busy in one ring. And then they can have their three-on-one assault. That has definitely worked into their favour. Trash cans bought in. They can have a little bit of fun and maybe we've seen Tegan Knox's career maybe coming online tonight. And now Ripley and Candice doesn't look good either. And Shire's got hold of Candice as uh, Kaylee Ray gets the, uh, the cane. And now Baze has got handcuffs in her hand. Well, I think they could uh, pin these two women anytime they wanted. Well, I was just saying that as uh, Candice LeRae manages to reverse a double suplex into a double DDT. On Kaylee Ray and Shirai. If Candice, if there's ever time to put on a career-defining performance, it would be right now in this situation. And like I said, yeah, the first pinfall or submission, or the referees might have a look at this. There's no way, but Ripley now getting a handcuff on her by Baszler. And this is not good at all. All right, uh, Shayna Baszler is going to force Ripley to uh, watch Candice LeRae take a beating from the other members of the team. But LeRae comes to a... Her help. No, this is just uh, not great chance. They look on one side of the ring, they see Belair and Baszler, and if they look round the other side... See Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. 
Okay, and it's got a trash can. Ripley's got a handcuff in her hand. And now these two women. Well, they're doing all they can. <laughs> and they're fighting the odds. Trash can's taking out EO. Ripley with the uh, handcuffs taking out Basler. But again, it's only a matter of time until the numbers game catches up on them. And uh, Kaylee Ray and EO Shirai have got the, uh, the advantage oh. over Ka- Candice. Belair just sent into the trash can by Ripley. Who's now going to go and help her partner. Well, the former NXT UK Women's Champion is going after the current NXT UK Women's Champion. But Kaylee Ray just too quick looking for the Tornado DDT. But Ripley blocks it. Powers her up. Sends her in between the cage and the ring ropes. Well, folds her up like the accordion. Io Shirai's kind of uh, in a bit of a bad position there as well. Kaylee Ray got pushed against the ropes. It kind of knocked Io Shirai down. She was looking to go off top. And now Ripley out, but Io with the kicks. It's such a weird angle, but she just doesn't mind. Ripley's got hold of Io. And a submission, and this is legal. No rope breaks in war games. It's like an inverted Texas cloverleaf. And this could be it, but no, Baze has got uh, the Kurafudu clutch on Candice. Which one's going to give up first? Both women looking at each other. Well, Lorray manages to escape her finishing attempt, her submission attempt. And Kaylee Ray comes to help out EO. Candice just throws Basler onto a steel chair. And now Candice springboards. Lovely springboard moonsault into the cover. One, two, no. Oh. Belair in a trash can broke that up. And he broke the face of Candice and Belair's not happy. Picking her up. Gorilla press slam. And look at the strength of Belair. Military press. Throws her at Ripley. Takes Ripley out. One ring to another. And now Kaylee Ray picks up Candice. Looking for the gory bomb. Hits it. And now we're going to see the moonsault. And this will be it. Theo hits it. She does into the cover. One, One two. two. No. Ripley manages to push Kaylee into EO. To stop the pinfall attempt. And now Ripley sending Kaylee Ray into the cage. Kicks the shit out of Io Shirai. Bianca Belair with the hair whips. And you talk about the impact. Belair now just using that as a weapon. But Candice has got a better weapon than that. Well, you think the hair whips try Singapore Kane. And she's just teeing off on Belair. Or oh, goes to hit Io, but Io dodges. And a huge backbreaker by Io. Same. Sets Candice up in the ring again. And no more games. She's saying, wait a minute, if, if that didn't work for the top rope, the moonsault. Holy shit. And we thought we might see something. It's EO going to risk it all. At least 15 feet in the air. At least 20 foot up. Candice is following her, though. Is Candice going right now? Oh, Kaylee's following the two up. Please don't die. Oh, my God. A reverse Rana to Ray. No, Bianca Belair there to break it up. Oh, my word. And Kaylee Ray came just crashing down. And yes, it did hurt inside. Eo's on the top now. Jesus. <laughs> and Eo Shirai was just a spectator in all of this. And somehow Ripley and Candice Array remain in this match. But it is only a matter of time as uh, Belair picks Ripley up in the torture rack. Oh, no, and Candice grabbing hold of the hair. Eo's Belair down. Eo's looking to go off top. Off the top! Oh! Eo <laughs> Shirai with a moonsault from the top of the cage takes out Candice and Bianca. Unbelievable. A huge chant. Eo flew. Coming down. And how are we going to get better than this? This is just the start. And Ray Ripley now has got Basler. Cracks a chair across the back. He's just teeing off. Now setting up the chair. 
turn up a second chair. Are they going to sit down and talk about things? No, she's going to get the trash can instead. My fans, Charlton, this is awesome, and it has been brilliant so far. Katie Ray somehow back to her feet. Oh, comes flying <laughs> off the top, eats a trash can, but Rhea Ripley gets caught in a curve clutch. Oh, no, Baszler put so many women to sleep. This could be at Ripley fighting desperately. Trying to break the grip. Oh, no, now Baszler's right underneath the neck. Got Rip- it locked in deep. Ripley's passing out, and Ray Ripley's trying to fight. Trying to get the arm of Baszler. Hang on a minute. She's locking the handcuffs around the wrist of Baszler. And now she's handcuffed to Baszler. Baszler can't go anywhere. And she can't lock in that Kirifuga clutch. As Ripley just tees off on her. Baszler with a foot sweep. Oh, trying for the kick. But Raya catches her. Riptide. Through the chairs. One, two, three. Oh, my God. How did they manage to do it? And what a great story told there as well. Brilliant stuff. Absolutely, yeah. From the heel turn with uh, Dakota Kai taking out Tegan Knox to Ray Ripley and Candice LeRae. Somehow overcoming the numbers game and getting a victory out. And yeah, absolutely brilliant. The inaugural Women's War Games is definitely a winner in my books. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Every woman in this one some fantastic performances and it's good that we didn't see the same thing in war games it was a four and two disadvantage and yes we didn't get any points for it but still it's great and, and Ray Ripley now got a victory over Baszler she is next in line for that women's championship you can see it uh, right here and what a performance by Candice LeRae as well but credit to everyone in this match it kept us on the edge of our seats throughout didn't it you know absolutely yeah Io Shirai coming off the top you had to have one, at least one high spot um, it didn't even need the tables. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was just so great. And I don't know how they're going to follow it now because that was a fantastic way to start a takeover. And Dakota Kai, like I said, more questions asked going out of takeover. What would Kai doing? Tegan knocks how she recover. There's an enemy there. And, of course, with Ray Ripley. So uh, it makes perfect sense when it comes to takeover. A great way to start. Like I say, we start off no points each as uh, hopefully we pick up some as the night progresses. Point. Well, one point each from the kickoff, mate. Reverse runner by Candice. Mamma mia. Well, Ray Ripley with Candice LeRae are victorious in a fantastic moment for takeover. And what a way to start. So we see Matt Riddle getting ready backstage. And the bro's got his biggest match today against Finn Balor. And, of course, we've got the War Games later on tonight as well, which should be huge. And Balor's first match back in ages. Do you think he fears Matt Riddle? No. But up next... It's going to be about who's going to be the number one contender to the NXT Championship Survivor Series. Damien Priest, Killian Dane, or Pete Dunne. And uh, the build-up to this one, well, we questioned what would happen to Pete Dunne after losing the NXT UK title, didn't we? And Absolutely, yeah. We were worried about it, and uh, the fact is that he came over to NXT and uh, lost to Damien Priest. And yeah, it was under suspicious circumstances with the low blow, but we still thought, is this it for, for Dunne? And then during the feud with Priest, we saw Killian Dane, who had also kind of dropped down from the main roster, hadn't he, you know? Yeah, he went out there with Sammy, and they've kind of, like, disbanded and uh, not doing a lot. So, uh, yeah, you know, Killian Dane has kind of reinvented himself in NXT again. Is this good enough for Pete Dunne? Is the carrier of number one contendership make sense now in this match? Yeah, I think it does. You know, all three guys deserve it. You've got the Archer of Infamy, Damian Priest. You've got Killian Dane, who's just an absolute fucking monster. 
And you've got Pete Dunn. And talking about Killian Dane, his uh, former teammates, Stable, Eichner, Barthel and Volta are in the crowd in their uniform. So, Dan, well, uh, think we're going to see Imperium getting involved here tonight, possibly, isn't there? I mean... There's a possibility, but they want... Uh, well, you know, again, it's uh, Walters watching the man who he took the title from. And, you know, it is uh, Alexander Wolf's former teammate as well. Yeah, without a doubt. There's a lot of history there. Uh, who have you gone for, Dan? We do predictions in this match. I have gone for... And new number one contender, Pete Dunn. I too have gone done in this one. I think it makes the most sense as we head into Survivor Series. But it's no doubt this is Damien Priest's, and I love to use this quote, his biggest match of his young career. To be here with Killian Dane, who's been in war games before. The same with Pete Dunn, and now getting involved in a triple threat match. But he hasn't let the side down, so to speak, in this feud, has he? You know? No, you know, he's, uh, he's certainly brought it. And you've got two big guys and Pete Dunn, who's... <laughs> You know, he's going to be punching up a lot today. And he is um, paying tribute to the Outsiders with his uh, ring attire today. Well, since Killian Dane comes back, came back, it's all been about destruction, whether it be Matt Riddle or whether it be someone like Pete Dunne. But the big man definitely means business. And you've got to think that these three guys might have an advantage here tonight as well because if heading into the Survivor Series, you think, yes, this triple threat match is going to be tough. Is it going to be tougher than War Games later on tonight? Well, two of the three guys have been in the war games and they know exactly what it takes out of you and uh, the amount of energy you've got to expel during the game. So uh, these certainly going to have an advantage and I don't think 24 hours is going to be long enough for Adam Cole to heal for any of these three guys. So it would be imperative, imperative for these guys to try and, you know, obviously you've got to win, but then you'll be fresher than Cole tomorrow night. But... With such huge opportunities to line. But this won't face someone like Pete Dunne. And as Pete Dunne's going to just about come out here, he's been there and done that in big match situations. Yeah. You know, one of my favourite 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 takeover matches of all time is Chicago against Tyler Bate. And the guy always delivers when they're stepping up to the plate. Here he comes to a great reception from the fans as well. The bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. We've seen Shana Basler. <laughs> now we're seeing Pete Dunne. But we didn't see them. In the same time. Coincidence? I don't think so. And a huge bruiserweight chant as Pete Dunn comes out. It looks weird. He hasn't got the belt in between his teeth. I still can't get used to it. And it's been a while. Been a while. He's hoping if he can win this match, he'll be draped in gold tomorrow. And what a fantastic year that would be for Pete Dunn. If anybody can do it, it is indeed Pete Dunn. I've still yet to see a bad Pete Dunn match. Absolutely, and I don't think tonight will be uh, any different as well. I think it's going to be a great match just because Pete Dunne's involved. And Dunne definitely means business. He's a William Regal-esque colour scheme, and he's gone to the black and silver. We're maybe trying to streamline his success as Priest and Dane. Those are the two bigger guys, so it's not like Dunne can ask one of them to help him. Well, is he going to exploit the rivalry between Dane and... Dane and Priest. It was fine. And that pump kick on Priest. Priest managing to dodge. Well, everyone ducking and dodging everyone else's offence. And Dunn showing what he can do, managing to nip out the way. We've got a Mexican standoff as Priest goes into the corner. Killian Dane made the mistake of pointing at Dunn, who grabs his fingers and sends him into the feet of Priest. And now Dane going after Priest after Dunn dropped out. Priest showing his uh, speed and agility, big back elbow. Dunn's back in, giving some uh, huge fire kicks to Priest. 
Bucks a clothesline attempt. Priest going for the clothesline. Done now. Managing to duck and dodge at Priest. He was done back here. Thigh kicks to Priest. Shoved off. Ducks a clothesline attempt. Goes low for Priest to jump over. Jumps over the top of him. Goes low again. Just catch him with a huge elbow. Dane eliminates Priest from the rumble. And Pete takes Dane out going low. And going to the finger and joint manipulation. There's no one better in the business. Uh, there's no one better that does it than Pete Dunne. He's got the arm. Oh, must have broken his wrist. And Priest back in, though, a huge shot to Dunn. Knockout blow. And Priest doesn't look phased by this occasion at the moment. Very confident as Dane now on the apron. He gets knocked off quickly as Dunn runs round the ring. And here comes Damien Priest. But Dunn cuts him off. And now Dunn going, trying to jump over, but Priest catches him. Looking for the outsider's edge. No. Pete with the backslide gets taken out by Dunn. Uh, gets taken out by Dane. Huge crossbody by Dane. Then picks up Dunn and just slams him on Priest. Dane into the cover, but Priest managing to kick out. Uh. Went into cover of Dunn, but Dunn got shot up at two. Two. And Dane doesn't care about his opponents. As Priest now to the outside. Dane's going to go chase him down. So them head first. They're now into the stairs. He's picking up Priest on his shoulders. And here comes Dunn. Well, he gets caught trying to go for a crossbody. Dane's got the pair of them, one on his shoulders. Oh. Fall away, slamming a Samoan drop combo on Priest and Dunn. Well, just huge impact there. And Dane seems to be in complete control. He certainly is loving the destruction. Now Dane throwing Dunn back in. A huge Irish rip by Dane, just collapsing Dunn into the corner. Killian Dane slowed things down to his pace. And now Dunn's going to give everything he's got with the kicks and the punches, but Dane just cutting him off. And you've got a question as well, as Dunn struggled with the bigger guys, talk about someone like Walter, just dealing with that, and of course the defeat to Priest, and trying to Irish whip Dane, just not letting him happen. You can't Irish whip an Irish possible. And Dane gets caught there with a huge step up his gear by Dunn, he's quicking things up now. Oh, Priest comes charging in, takes out Dane, standing switch by Priest, catches Dunn, but who lands on his feet and hits uh, the Archer of Infamy with a kick to the side of the head. Snap German suplex to the charging in Dane. And then just stomps on his feet and a kick to the side of the head for good measure. And now Dunn's got the momentum behind him. Priest comes in and Dunn just catches him. Looking for the cross arm breaker. And now look in transitions to the triangle. But Dane comes in, but he gets his hand caught. He's got, Dunn's got the pair of them. <laughs> double submission, but they both power him up. And slam him down for a double powerbomb. It's well, only one third as painful as a shit. Well, done down, and now these two big men looking at each other. Oh, this is a square off that both of these guys wanted before Pete Dunn kind of wiggled his way into this match. Well, the unstoppable force versus the immovable object, and just huge strikes, and neither man really moving. It looks like Dane may be getting the advantage. Now Priest comes back with the knees, and now both men with right hands. Oh, just both hitting each other at the same time. Now Pete Dunn's hitting them both at the same time. Well, look how, look how uh, ambidextrous he is using both arms. But Dunn gets caught by Dane and Priest. And now all three men just punching and kicking each other. Priest with a spinning elbow. Dane with a head. Pete with a running step-up knee. Now Dunn's the uh, the only man standing tall as he stomps on both <laughs> of their hands. Kick to the head of Priest. Pump kick from Dane to Dunn. And Priest with a bell clap and then a kick to Dane's head. He's picking Dunn up with a chokeslam. But he gets caught with a kick on the way up from Dunn. Oh! <laughs> and a freeway kick. Oh, <laughs> uh, three men. 
Drive the same thing. And that's what you want to see here. That's what a proper triple threat match should be. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, It's been non-stop for all three guys. Now Priest looking to go climb up. And Dunn's just going to concentrate on kicking Dane right in the face. Yeah. The old facey kick. The old facey kick as Dane and Dunn scrambling. Priest off the top there. Of course, screw Moonsault. And now picking up Dunn. Slams him into Dane who was laying down on the mat south of heaven. No, Dunn managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And Priest can't believe it came so close then. They're putting Dunn away. And Priest now getting angry. Picks up Dunn and throws him to the outside. Well, you can't beat him outside. But you can beat him up outside. And now Dunn in all sorts of trouble. As Dane makes his way back into the ring. And Priest has got Dunn. Outsider's edge. Through the... No, the the outstable didn't even go through. Dunn just bounced off it. And Dane with a suicide dive. Fuck. And he just flies through like a man. Half his size. Ooh. Cannonball takes out a barricade with a cannonball to Priest. The Belfast car bomb is running for everyone. Well, he's an absolute beast, but Priest has been impressive as well. Taken out, done. Not many men can say that in their careers. And now Priest might be out on his feet if Dane can get him back in the ring. Goes for the cover now. Oh. No, Priest managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And I've noticed one thing about Dane. He hasn't shaved his back. No, he's got very hairy back. Despite the numerous chants that <laughs> we've been involved in towards. And now Dane looking to put Priest away. It would be a huge victory for him tonight. Well, it's the biggest opportunity as uh, Pete Dunn's kind of out of the match for the time being. There's no doubt these three men have bought it and of course they're going to be tired tomorrow. Slam into a senton. Killing Dane looking for the... Uh... The Vader bomb. No, Priest grabbing ankle. Now Priest with a kick and Dane's a bit dazed on that second rope. And Priest, is he going to try it? The outsider's edge on Dane, but he can't even lift him. Oh, my God. Manages to get him up and down. Oh, my God. Priest into the cover. One, One, two. two. No, Dunn breaks it up. And a last-ditch effort. Well, that is impressive by Priest for picking up Dane and dropping him down. But that's done. Right time. Right place. And Priest now going to go down, but Dunn catches the arms. And just stomps away <laughs> at the face. Uh, this is Pete Dunn's uh, playing bounce with the head. Well, no one does it. It's Dunn so vicious. And now Dunn trying to build some momentum, but it's so difficult. Huge forearm shot. Priest oh. follows him out and hits a back elbow, though. And now Priest going to try to build some momentum. Dunn trying to follow him, but bad leg. No, and Priest takes out Dane, who was up on the outside. Dunn's like, what the fuck? Dunn saying to himself, these two big men can fly. Or was Dunn just ducking to go underneath Priest? Well, Dunn saying, fuck it. If two men are outside, he's going to go follow. Going off the top. Here comes Dunn. Moonsault. Takes out both men. Well, folds himself, but but you think it was worth it. (laughs) Absolutely. And you see the replay of Priest. Beautiful athletic leap. Not even touching the top rope. Now Priest and Dunn have got back in the ring. And Damien's standing tall. He's telling Dunn to bring it, but Dunn won't be beat. Priest with a huge right hands. Dunn's managing to stay up and just slaps the shit out of Damien's chest. Who responds with some knees, punches and looking for a spinning elbow. But Dunn catches him with a right hook. 
before getting turned inside out by a clothesline from Priest. And this might be it now. Priest looking to end things. Look for the reckoning, but done reversed it. Bit of end attempt. No, back into a reckoning attempt, but headlock takedown. Oh. oh. Dunn transitions a <laughs> choke slam attempt into a cross arm breaker. It's like a firework display sometimes. We watch him and go, ah, oh, ooh. Ow, ow. <laughs> wow. He's got the arm breaker. He's got the arm. He's got the fingers as well. Freeze has got a tat. Oh. Dane in to break it up. And he looks rejuvenated. And they. And he picks Priest up. This is going to be the end now. Slams him down to... No. Priest managing to kick out. Uh, well, the electric chair drop used to be his finishing. He's got to come up with something new. New. And now Dane get back to his feet. He's going to go after Dunn. And picks him up and puts him on that top turnbuckle. And now into the trio. Whoa. And Priest in trouble gets sent right into Dunn. And now Dane sets them both up. Priest has already been a victim of this before. Cannonball! Both men just squashed. And Dane can see gold in his future. And what else is doing now? Vader bomb. On Priest. Dunn stuck there. Manages to get up. I'm trying to roll Priest over for the cover. One, two. No, Dunn down with a moonsault. Can he get Dane up? Bitter end. Oh, my God. Plaza goes for the cover. One. Two, no, Priest with a kick to the head of Dunn oh. to break it up. I need a piss. And now Dunn with a kick to Priest's face, going up on that second rope. Oh, Priest with a spinning step up in Seguri. Joins Dunn up on the top. Hurricane oh. Rana but sends him into Dane. And then a huge kick to Dane. Huge One kick. for Dunn. <laughs> and Priest Calling is really for the end. The reckoning now. Hits it on Pete. One, two, no. Dane just Falls onto him to break it up. <coughs> well, Dane didn't know what he was doing. And now all three men in the middle of the ring. Looks like Priest's time. Well, Pete Dunn looking for the fingers, but gets swatted away quickly by Priest. Now Priest, Irish whip to Dunn. Dunn again, skipping over. Oh. But Dane takes him out. Goes low with a shoulder block to the knee. And a huge drop kick by Dane. The Priest sending him out on the apron. Now Dunn set up. And Dane's going to risk it all to go up top. Dunn's back up. Step up in Seguri to the head of Dane. Well, bad leg and all Dunn. Still got the fight in him. And now Dane with a forearm. And Priest slowly getting to his feet as well. And this does not look good. Dunn in predicament. Priest got around the throat. Well, Priest got both Dunn and Dane. But Dunn with a bit of joint manipulation. And Dane just powering out of it. And there's a double to Priest. Sends him... Down and done now, trying to pick up Dane. Jesus, superplex to Dane. And Dunn's fired up for this. And now he's got Priest, going to be a bitter end. Hits it on Priest. Going for the cover. One, One two. two. Dane with a senton. Well, maybe this match just will never end. No. They keep breaking Dane, getting to his feet, trying to set Dunn up like he did Priest earlier. Got him up in the electric chair. But Pete with a... Sleeper hold. <laughs> Dane just drops Dunn onto Priest. Done with the cover on Priest. Free! And he gets it. Holy shit. Dunn managing to pull it out. He don't look happy. Dane did the work and Dunn took advantage. Dan, what do you think of that match? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was, um, it started quick and didn't slow down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, all three guys absolutely on top of their game tonight. Uh, the right man won it as well. 
without a shadow of a doubt, the right man did win a fantastic match there. Maybe a little bit too long towards the end, but still, right man won. And all three definitely brought in Dane and Priest as well. Our first point of the night, it is one all as Pete Dunne will now meet Adam Cole at Survivor Series for the NXT Championship. And what a match that could be. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've been saying how good Adam Cole matches are. You know, I might not like him as a person, but his matches are absolutely brilliant. We've never seen a bad Pete Dunne match. I think that could steal the show tomorrow Without night. Without a shadow of a doubt. And what a war games it's been so far. Two matches down, two matches still to go. But Pete Dunne will know tomorrow night he's going to be in action. And up next, it's the original bro going to be in action against Finn Balor. So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to uh, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor? Well, it started off, um, you know, with uh, Finn Balor. He kind of targeted Johnny Gagano when he made his return, quite shockingly, you know, turning into the hill Balor that we're seeing now. Uh, put J- Johnny Gagano on the shelf, took him out of out of the game, turned his attentions next to the original bro, uh, Matt Riddle, and it's kind of focused all his attention on him now. And uh, that's kind of leading to this match. Is it a potential number one contendership match for a little way down the line? Well, or it, is this just the invigoration of the Hill Balor character? I think it might be a little bit of both. I mean, the, the story going into it as well is Matt Riddle really hasn't had that lot of success in NXT. And he even says that this for him is his biggest match. Balor has been there and done that in NXT. The reason why NXT is so big... Uh, today is in part thanks to him and his reign as champion. You know, that's kind of what made NXT what it was in his eyes. So you can kind of see both sides of the story. My problem is, is Matt Riddle is not likable in the slightest. So even a hill Finn Balor, I think, is going to have the cool factor. We won't see it for a long time. And I think therein lies a problem with that. Yeah, but, you know, in time, what I'd like to call the Enzo More effect is Matt Riddle. You know, the fans... They absolutely love chanting bro and, you know, hearing him fucking act like a stupid stoner twat that he is. And, you know, they, 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 they're eating him up at the moment. Um, again, you know, you can't take away that he has got talent in the ring, but it's just his whole persona and character that I fucking hate. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, and the fans, I think it will grind on them eventually. Uh, Prediction-wise, in this one, we are, of course, one all at the moment. I have gone for Finn Balor. I have gone for Balor as well. Well, we questioned if we would see the Demon, but Balor just being back in NXT is going to give a lot of people wet dreams. Absolutely, Mark Tardis. And here comes Finn Balor now. Is he going to do his uh, da thing with the crowd or struck Cooley down to the ring? And Balor's got a great NXT record as well, Dan, I was hearing. He is 8-1 and one at TakeOver events. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, you know, this is... Kind of taking us back to when we first started doing the podcast and watching NXT, you know, Balor being around the mix and uh, returning to his old roots. I think it's, it is good for both NXT and Balor. You know, he was getting lost in the shuffle on the main roster. He was kind of getting overlooked, perhaps. Um, and being here, I think it's the best place for him. It's the hottest thing on WWE television at the moment. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. And there's a couple of things as well with Finn Balor. You've got to think about maybe some ring rust. Because it's a while. We've not seen him since kind of losing to The Fiend at SummerSlam. And, you know, to be back here, will he take 
Matt Riddle seriously or will he underestimate him? That is a problem with Riddle, especially with the exterior. It might be mind games, Riddle. We think he's an idiot, but actually in that ring, he's quite intelligent. There's no doubt he's dangerous and can get the job today uh, done today, but Balor needs to be mindful of that, doesn't Absolutely, he? Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing we've learned about Finn Balor is he can overcome pretty much every obstacle thrown in front of him. You know, he was the inaugural Universal Champion. Let's not forget that. He's achieved more you know, than anything Matt Riddle can. Matt Riddle hasn't even won a title yet. No, without a doubt. So this is why Riddle is definitely going to be up for this one tonight. And if you can put Bal away, then credit to him, you know. There's no doubt Matt Riddle can go in the ring and Bal looks in fantastic shape as he takes off his jacket. And the crowd definitely ready for this one. Let's go, let's go Balor. Let's go bro chance. They're filling out process at the start. And Balor very much a veteran, but the MMA skills... Of Riddle definitely coming to play. Got, uh, I would say, got the strength advantage here. Maybe Balor up, Balor just grabbing hold of the ropes. The experience factor, and of course, the speed is going to go to Balor. And it's kind of new attitude as well. He's going to ask himself, is he going to take more risks? Is he going to do stuff that the old Balor wouldn't have done to get victories? And Riddle there trying to get Balor straight into that cross arm breaker. Finn's trying to turn it round, and Riddle just slapping the chest. Balor turns it round into a pinfall. Riddle has to release the submission to get out of it, and Balor realizes that. There's no doubt Riddle was sharp. We talk about Balor having time away. There is no doubt Matt Riddle, who's been on the circuit now for NXT this past year, wrestling day in, day out. He's got trying to enjoy it. And as he goes for the takedown, see him just dropping there. Balor would have had experience of this from his New Japan days. There's no doubt about it. But the technical aspect of Riddle, what he can do, and again, grabbing the arm. Balor putting the leg in the way, and Riddle managing to roll. Well, Balor ducking out the way. Both men squaring off again. Well, you say, is, uh, is Balor ready for Riddle? Is Riddle ready for Balor? Well, I think he's got to be confident in this one. I think if you think about Matt Riddle, he's going to bring a certain confidence to it, not be overawed by the occasion or by his opponent, and try and show him as little respect as possible. You know, and the thing is, Riddle's got to use his, his moveset to the strengths. You know, like I said, trying to out-wrestle Finn Balor, trying to take him down, trying to use some kind of MMA offense, maybe submission, to get a victory and Balor's not expecting it. So I think with Riddle, but there's a case if maybe he goes so long and then realise actually at this point in time, Balor can hang with him and then he start panicking. Balor can then go forward. I think the longer the match goes, the more it will be in favour of Finn Balor. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he is, uh, as much as you don't like him, he is a genius in the ring. Not just a genius, even a conditioning aspect. And we know Balor holds less weight than Riddle as well. So I think it's going to be easier for him to go longer, even though he's been away for a certain time. He's grabbing a side headlock now, just trying to frustrate, uh, frustrate Matt Riddle. And again, got him in the gut wrench and slams him down. Now back up. And Riddle just showing his strength there. Picking up Balor for the third time in the gut wrench. But Balor managed to turn it down. Roll up Riddle. Two, no, trying to get a shock victory. Riddle catches the foot of Balor and just hits him with a huge right hand. Who do you think has got the striking advantage in this one? Uh, I'd say Matt Riddle with his uh, previous experience in MMA. I think Balor can definitely have a few hard shots with him. His kicks are definitely underrated. His riddle now, sunset flip, but Balor with a dropkick face. There's no doubt Finn Balor's got the higher ring IQ, though. And he's got the experience behind him to battle it up as well. Being in different places, Balor's been around. He's come back to NXT, and the Finn Balor that was in NXT to the Finn Balor that's come back are completely different as well. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, he's, he's a lot more experienced. He's, uh, you know, he's a lot more used to the big match style and feel of things as well, whereas Riddle isn't quite as used to it. And you can see Balor again trying to slow things down just with the, the side headlock, just trying to take Riddle's breath away. Slams into the mat and he's 
Just using that forearm to rub against the jaw and the cheek of Matt Riddle, keeping him down in a pinning combination. Oh, and Balor with a chop there. And then the kicks. And taking down Riddle in the corner, stomping away. And Balor with a drop kick, taking Riddle out in the corner. Into a cover, but only a two count. A two. And now Balor just working the face of Riddle, making it as uncomfortable as possible to be in the ring with him. It's the old winning regal trick, isn't it? And Pete Dunne's kind of taking it on as well. Just everything you do, like I said, with the covers, with the forearms across, raking to the eyes, pulling the hair, you know, all these little things. Absolutely, yeah. And Battle's slowing it down out of a side headlock, just making sure Riddle finds it as hard to breathe as possible. And Riddle's only used to going, you know, 15, top 25 minutes. So Balor is going to know this. And he throws Riddle to the outside. He's going to try and speed things up a little bit. Comes flying through with a kick to the head. And that's what Balor's all about. And Balor just bouncing Riddle's head off the apron. Goes for the cover, but only gets a two. Two. God. Slow down replay of Finn Balor flying through the ropes and taking out Matt Riddle with a kick to the jaw. And now Balor just taking his time with the kicks to Riddle. I think he's taking a page out of Orton's book. He's been learning off, it, off the greatest wrestler to ever, ever live. And Riddle is in definite trouble in this match. But he's trying to show his toughness. Or is it just stupidity? Well, there's not a lot of difference between them as Battle's in complete control right now. Palm strikes from Riddle, followed up with a kick, then one t- kick to the chin. Comes back with a forearm to the face. Explode a suplex, so coming in with a running kick and a Broton. Broton goes for the pin, but no, Battle gets a shoulder up at two. Two. And Riddle has got to try and go short, sharp burst, try and put Battle down. He knows he's in trouble, but Battle now to his knees. And Riddle with the Miz kicks. And now the chops, that's for a seat for the one earlier. And now just a kicks in the corner, taking a run at him. Ran a hit with the first four and went for the second one, but Balor had the legs up. Oh, shoot, reversed by Riddle, but Balor comes back with a huge flying forearm. Balor there, maybe looking for the... Uh, swing blade. Swing blade, but got caught by Riddle and then went for the kick. Well, went for a Pele, but Matt Riddle with the ankle lock. Balor rolling through, just kicks to the head. Riddle changes feet. And that was nice by Matt Riddle. Still got the ankle lock in. And then just kick him in the lower back as well. And Balor now struggling to get to that bottom rope. Finally does. And after the break, Riddle with a kick. The crowd didn't respect that. Balor's now hobbling about the ring. And now Riddle picking him up with that second rope. Balor holding on for dear life though. And trying to German him, but Balor <laughs> just will not let go of that top rope. Riddle with some knees. But Balor again holding on for dear life. Just a drag... Balor off the ropes. Balbo tries running the ropes, but just collapses in pain. And Riddle now must strike whilst the iron's hot. But Balor comes back in with a running drop kick. Well, we knew the ankle was bad, but he just hit that move there. And now Balor's got Riddle. He's going to hit him with a German. Slams him down, but Riddle rolls through. Hits a running knee lift. And a look of shock on Balor's face. Hits a German of his own, bridges out. No, just a two count. Two. But every time Riddle expends energy, he's taken it away from him. And he looks <laughs> he looks like he's been through a fight, would be the best thing to say. Absolutely, yeah. And now can Riddle capitalise, trying to pick up Balor. Ripcord knee. And now Riddle with a German, no. Balor gets out of it, double foot stomp to the chest. Swing blade. The crowd don't really know the chances. They've not been that loud in this match, have they? Because it's... It's been a bit confusing, confusing for them at times. Is Balor now going to make a run? No. Riddle hits him with a spear. And a spear by Riddle and down. What happens after the spear? No, wait a minute. That's Goldberg. Sorry, Riddle getting booed for it. 
Oh. Then if I was you, you'll get berated for it. Oh my god, he's picking up Finn Balor. Jacks him up, hammers him down. One, two, no. Oh, Balor managing to kick out. Ah, and uh, Riddle's just buried that move. Well done, uh, Riddle, you fucking tit. Slapped to the face of Goldberg. A spear by Riddle. And now's Riddle got the advantage. It's like um, Matt Riddle. You're next! <laughs> I would love to see a Goldberg Riddle match with three seconds. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely Spear. fucking destroying him, yeah. Spear Jackham would be wonderful. But will Riddle be beating Balor as he looks to pick him up? Tombstone. Now he's going to completely fucking diss The Undertaker as well. How many legends do you want to fuck up in one go, you tit? Well, Balor there showing his strength with the knees to the face. Turns around, takes him out. Going to pick him up. 1916. Hits the mat. One, two. No. Oh. Riddle somehow managing to kick out. Uh. The crowd maybe getting behind Balor a little bit now with a two-sweet chance. And Balor looks like a man possessed with a kicks to Riddle. Well, I think uh, Matt Riddle's lost any of the three fans that he had uh, by disrespecting a legend and Hall of Famer. And now he's... Oh! <laughs> Matt Riddle picks up Balor. Bro to sleep. <laughs> Punk's going to be pissed. In, in Chicago as well. No! Fan booing, Riddle's going up. He's going to try and finish off Balor here. Corkscrew moves up. No, Balor with the knees up. Knees up, Mother Brown. Running kick sends Matt Riddle to the corner. And now Balor's going to try and go up. He's going to hit the coup de grace. Well, if he can, this surely will be it. Don't call me Shirley, but this is what I'm hoping for. <laughs> no, Riddle moved out the coup de grace. And he's looking for the bro mission. He's got it in. Balor's going to tap. Well, he's just fingertips away from the rope. Balor's rolling across the whole length of the ring. And Riddle with a strikes to Balor's chest. Balor doing all he can to fight out. Rolls through. Oh. He's caught with a kick to the face. And a huge shot. What a mess with his equilibrium. And now Riddle looking to finish him off. Ripcord knee. No, Balor turns it round. 19-16 hits. One, two, three. Hey. And Finn Balor beats Matt Riddle in not a bad match. I mean, started off all right and then kind of slowed down a little bit in the middle. And then Balor and Riddle seem to kind of get involved into it. And I think it was a good match towards the end. I think Balor getting the victory is the right thing to do. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't agree with Matt Riddle kind of burying the spear and jackhammer. I think that's just kind of fucked things up for him and any fan that he had. Um, I'm glad Balor won. I think, you know, it is the right call for WWE to do. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a very good match, you know, kind of, especially following and preceding what's going to come next as well. You know, you're going to have a another War Games match, which is going to be hard to proceed. And following that, absolutely brilliant triple threat as well. Um, yeah, you know, what does this mean for both men going forwards now? I think Matt Riddle has to question himself and see where he wants to go from here. He's obviously at the moment he's getting not a lot of success. As for Finn Balor, of course he's waiting for Johnny Gargano to come back. Whereas Balor is here as a long-term thing or short-term, I think definitely what we see next to Finn is with Johnny Gargano. I think with Riddle, hopefully a little bit of a character change, like Finn Balor in that way. I mean, maybe not all the way, play it over a little bit of time, but Riddle needs to find himself success. Unless, of course, they just put him on the main roster. So, you know, each to the road. Riddle's not happy, but Balor gets a victory, and we're happy as well. So we've got a point, and it's 2-0 now as we head into our main <coughs> event match. 
Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something that's certainly going to be leading to a, uh, a Matt Riddle versus Goldberg match a bit later on down yeah, the line. I, I think so. Uh, and we find out that February 16th, mark your calendars, it will be the very next takeover in Portland, Oregon as well. We'll bring you, of course, a live show fallout. So we're going to have a takeover UK in January, Rumble, and then, of course, another takeover in February. It's going to be a very busy first couple of months of the year. And then we see Team Chumper getting ready backstage as well. And we still don't know who the fourth man could be. You've got a bonus prediction, Dan, for it. And so have I. We just don't know at this moment. So it could be anybody. Well, we haven't got long to wait to find out who it is. Because up next, it is the main event. We've got Team Chumper, which, of course, is Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Tomasa Chumper himself versus... The Undisputed Era, that's... Adam Cole, Riley, Bobby Fish, and Roddick Strong. Yeah, and what a weekend this could be for the Undisputed Era. So here we go again, down for the second time tonight. It's time for War Games. And uh, it's been a very strange build-up, hasn't it, this one for the Undisputed Era? Absolutely, yeah. It's, um, you know, we've had uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. They've been kind of at, each, at odds with each other. And uh, all of Team Chomper, they've kind of had problems with each other at some point or other throughout the uh, the past year. But Undisputed Era, they've been stronger than ever. And I think all of them having gold has kind of reunited them, reinvigorated them and kind of made them a force to be reckoned with. Right. Well, that, could we question the Undisputed Era early on in the year if this was the right way they were going, uh, coming up in defeat? But like you said, all holding gold now. They have come through and they've dominated NXT for the years or four years. There's no doubt about that now, but can the new breed step up? We saw it in the women's match earlier. We've got Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee. It's the first proper takeover events that we got. And, of course, Daddy's home as well. Who is the fourth man? We just don't know. But prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? The last NXT match of the year. All is on the line now. It's 2 all. We're 4-4. Have we gone different in this one? Well, seeing as the Undisputed Era, they haven't won James' match. You'd be silly to go with them. So I've gone for Team Chomper. Team Chomper. And I too have gone Team Chomper in this match. So that means it is a draw no matter what happens. It means the end of the year it will end NXT pay-per-views 5 all. So it will be a draw. So is that 5 out of 5 NXT pay-per-views? I think we've had 6. Oh, we had the UK ones. We, we had the two UK ones as well. Yeah. So I think there's been 6. And of course we'll go through all of it uh, at the, the year-end awards. And of course we'll talk about it uh, and give you what our thoughts of the, uh, the kind of match of the year and the, the NXT takeovers were. I'm sure takeovers for us will be on pay-per-view of the year shortlist. And uh, War Games is doing a very good job right now of trying to pull it on the list. But can they really bring it in the main event? Are you looking forward to this main event? I am absolutely looking forward to this main event, yeah. It's, um, you know, I'm expecting big things to happen through this match. You know, the women absolutely delivered and... You know, if they want to, if the men want to kind of step to it or step up from it, then they've certainly got a lot to, they're going to have to bring us. Um, Along with the surprise entrant, uh, when are we doing that? Because obviously they're going to come out and be stood in the cage for a little while. Yeah, well, if they're in the cage, then uh, we just might wait and see what happens as we're going to get the entrances now. We'll find out and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. It's going to be interesting, the Undisputed Era here. As a unit, and maybe they got the rise on Survivor Series as well. But the kind of uh, action that we're going to see here tonight, I think, is going to be unforgettable. 
So we're going to reveal who we thought our bonus teammate was, or are we going to do that? All right, who's your bonus teammate? Who do you think the bonus teammate is? I have gone. Uh, I've gone a little bit crazy, and I think it's going to be Velveteen Dream. So you think the Velveteen Dream, and I have gone for a guy who's already been on the show. Uh, he's on the kickoff. Isaiah Swerve. I thought they maybe put him in, but we'll find out, of course, in just mere moments because the uh, War Games cage is around the ring. We all know the rules by now. Whoa. I understand this. Two teams will be contained in separate cages with one member of each team starting the match. After, After five, five minutes, minutes, a member from the Undisputed Era will be released to enter the match. After a three-minute period, alternating members from each team will enter the match until all competitors are inside the cage. Once all competitors have entered, War Games officially begins. Escape or leave the cage, you forfeit the match for your team. And the only way to win the match is by pinfall or submission. So we've seen uh, Roderick Strong kind of change in alliance this is where it all started for him and the undisputed era you know he was teamed with the uh authors of pain authors of strong pain wasn't it yeah and he yeah. broke our hearts telling the undisputed era. and what a couple of years it's been for him as he holds the um north american championship tomorrow at tonight at takeover tomorrow night of course gonna face nakamura and aj styles and what should be a great five series match but uh the undisputed era really are just full of confidence now as well aren't they, as they come out here Draped in gold. Even Alan Cole gets the baby. you got to admit, they have taken over NXT and are absolutely dominant. Well, who's starting the match? Well, the people here definitely have their things they do. The crowd's definitely behind them. And now it's a chance for the team chumper to step up and uh, put that um, smile, take their smile off their faces. Well, James, get ready to bask in his glory. We've started to become fans of Keithley, haven't we, after a slow start? Yeah, you know, he's he's warming to us. We definitely saw something, especially in the build-up to NXT with him flying across the ring. He's matched with uh, Dominic Dijakovic as well. They seem to have a mutual respect for each other. So hopefully tonight we can uh, bask in his glory. He's certainly unlike uh, anything we've seen in a while. No, he's, uh, he's something that you you admire in a wrestler. He's, uh, he's a huskier fellow. Yeah, a very husky fellow. I mean, he's not going to be intimidated by the Undisputed Era. And here's another man who's definitely not going to be intimidated by the Undisputed Era, Dominic Dijakovic. Well, this man came up short against Adam Cole in a ladder match, and he's hoping to uh, make up for it tonight. Well, feast your eyes on Dominic. And these two men as a team. But we saw it with uh, Seamus and Cesaro once, when these two men were feuding. All of a sudden worked out as they were made very good tag team partners. Absolutely. What Chumper's da- uh, counting on here. Daddy's back. So Chumper's going to come out first and he's going to reveal who the fourth member of their team is, Velveteen Dream. Unless we have a massive surprise and it's Hulk Hogan who comes out. Oh, look at Chumper. Well, it could be someone from the main roster. Well, it could be. And we just don't know who it is as Chumper comes out. And he's got his war paint on tonight. Well, he's been in the war games before. He knows what it's all about. Daddy's here. Oh, and he's going straight to the ring. <laughs> He's got his crutch in hand. And he's not hanging around. And Chumper looks so scary. <laughs> you never know what Chumper you're going to get, but he's so intense. And which one of the Undisputed Era is going to be, Dan? Which one do you think you'd put forward first? Um, Bobby Fish. <laughs> I want to see Kyle O'Reilly straight away. Go on. Handsome Kyle. And well, Is Captain Cole going to take lead? Well, Cole took the shirt. I've looked like he's very fraction strong. said, no, wait a minute. I'll do it for you. It's going to be a North American champion going against 
Chump at the start, because we're going to have five minutes, but Chump has already got weapon in hand. So who's the fourth member then? We don't know. The fourth member didn't come out. Maybe there isn't. Maybe Chumper is going to go 4-3 on this. We just don't know. The crutch, the fourth member. <laughs> I was going to write crutch as well. You always write crutch. I always touch my crutch. And Chumper offered it to Strong. And the fans chanting, Daddy's home. Well, he's even given Roderick Strong the advantage. He's given him the crutch. And Roderick Strong just throws it over the cage to the outside. He says, you think you'll need this to beat you? And he goes to the shot. So the crutch has forfeited and lost the match for his team then? Yeah. <laughs> if he is the official fourth member. Irish whip. And Chump boots to Strong's face. And Chumper definitely means business in the early going. Strong managing to reverse him, though. Chumper bouncing off the ropes, taking Strong out. Not once, not twice, but three times on the bounce. And Chumper sends Strong into the cage, but Roderick managing to dodge Chumper's offence a little bit, get back in. And calls him aside of the bat break and knows what he's doing with them. Strong going to the other side of the ring. You've got to think the confidence filling through the undisputed era at this moment in time. Oh, well, they're certainly going to be full of it. And Strong now's got Chumper. The Chumper jo- drops a knee, not letting uh, Strong get the suplex in. Oh, as he hangs Roddy Strong up on the top rope. I was running him with a big boot to the face. As Adam Cole looks on, and hopefully his game plan, I'm sure he's going to have one in place for tonight. Plan Absolutely. A and plan, plan A and Plan B. And Chomper sending Strong into the corner, now 10 punches in the corner. <laughs> now Chomper with a piston-like right hands, just dropping Roddy to the mat, charging him with a huge running knee. Strong's in a lot of trouble now. Yeah, Chomper looks dominant at this moment in time. Looks like the perfect place for someone like him. And a black heart doesn't care. If Strong now has got to try and fight for his life. It will be an undisputed era member that comes out. And Strong's got to survive. And now he's going to do the right hands in the corner. But Chumper managing to put his head under. And a huge knee to the face. And now Chumper, Irish whipping Strong. Strong holding on to the top rope and trying to get away from Chumper. But only going to get caught with a draping DDT by the looks of things. And it's just desperation at the moment from Strong. And now both men in the middle of the ring. Rings in no man's land. Four um, shots and Chumper might be getting the better of it as he uh, eliminates Roderick Strong from the outside rumble. To the- but we shouldn't wait, even if it is only a four and three disadvantage. We saw four and two earlier, and, and they, they did it well enough. So Chumper has got to be full of confidence. He's looking to put Strong down, but Strong manages to reverse it. Yeah, hoist Chumper up for a huge gut buster. And Strong now just coming down with the right hands. Showing that he means business. Strong's just working in midsection of Chumper. Only 10 seconds left now for the next member of the Undisputed Era. And I'm sure Chumper can hear that and realises it now. And who's it going to be? Handsome Kyle O'Reilly. And here he comes. Well, doesn't go to get any toys. He obviously doesn't need them because it's a two-on-one advantage for the Undisputed Era. Well, O'Reilly takes a couple of shots and then takes down Chumper. Double leg takedown and just then palm strikes and knees to the back and the ribs. We talked about Matt Riddle earlier with... Uh, um, his offence and Kyle O'Reilly is someone who is completely different to most people but very enjoyable to watch. Absolutely. And now you can see with the kicks and the palm strike and the knee taking down Chumper. And they've got two on one for three minutes. And now Strong and O'Reilly can pick apart Chumper. But it made sense for Chumper to start even though he's in trouble right now because Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, how long can they last? We talked about, you know, conditioning. These are two big men who can do stuff that cruiserweights can do but it takes a lot of energy and exertion. So... Absolutely, yeah. So it's better with the uh, the more conditioned Chumper to start because, you know, he has been through war in his career, just his series of matches with Johnny Gagano. Um, you know, war enough for anyone. The undisputed era to Muscle Chumper 
uh, our, our NXT. When you think of NXT, these, uh, you know, Chumper and Gagana, of course, along with the Unspeed Era, have been a massive part of the success. We talked about Finn Balor earlier. And this is what it's all about. The crowd not happy that Chumper's getting picked apart. Well, it was just eight months ago he was having neck surgery, career-threatening neck surgery. And it makes a uh, problem as well because Strong and O'Reilly know each other so well, former tag team champions in their own right. So yeah. when you talk about teamwork when it comes to the Undisputed Era... Well, Chumper's still come back there. Oh. Ejects O'Reilly to the outside. And Roderick Strong just running the ropes, hitting huge running forearms. O'Reilly Strong don't want to tire himself out, though. Well, completely non-stop, and Chumper may be out of it. Strong, another backbreaker, keeps him on his knee as O'Reilly off the second. And that's a double off team offense we were talking about. Time is running out for both Chumper and his teammates. I think the crowd's been good, but not as loud as I thought they were going to be. Nah. I think the first match kind of took their breath away a little bit in that way. It's taking time to recover as we're now five seconds away from the first member of Team Chumper. And it looks like it's going to be Dijakovic. Well, this is going to certainly uh, level the playing field for Team Chumper. Well, Dominic has got to get used to this, uh, the way War Games is set up, but he's going to look to start strong with a couple of big boots. A lovely combination on O'Reilly, jumping over the leg sweep, hitting a lovely kick to the jaw and turning him inside out of a huge lariat. The undisputed here will be comfortable. Like I said, been in all the War Games matches. But uh, Dominic's not showing any nerves right now. He super kicks Roderick Strong as he keeps O'Reilly in a suplex. Picks up O'Reilly. <laughs> and just throws him. Doesn't even suplex him down. Just throws him on top of Roderick Strong. <laughs> Torture rack on Roddy. Who's managing to fight out. Hits a chop of his own. I think that's just picks, pissed off Dojakovic though. Who throws him into the side of the cage. Uh, once, twice, three times Roderick Strong. Now O'Reilly looking for a guillotine choke. Maybe the best man, best way to put a big man down. Uh, but to no avail. <laughs> and now Chumper's getting plenty of time to uh, recuperate as uh, Dodjakovic is just tearing apart Team Undisputed Era. Uh, Dominic's definitely made an impact here in war games. Chumper's got a chance to recover. And now O'Reilly against the cage and thrown into the turnbuckle. Now Chumper's up. Turn his attention to Roddy Strong. It's two on two at the moment, but in just a couple of minutes, I expect Bobby Fish to come down. Come on down. But I don't want to be horrible to all games at this moment in time, but doesn't this feel like they're just wasting time at this moment? They're just brawling with each other and stuff like this, and it's like, we're just, we're just waiting, aren't we? Like a rumble. You know when a rumble's not done right sometimes, you just wait for the next entrant. Well, this is kind of like the rules The rules to war games. It's like, you know, trying to give your team the advantage going into when the match actually starts. Now, Bobby Fish is making his way to the ring. And the two-on-two two will turn to a three-on-two. Fish going straight after Chumper against the cage. Huge kicks to the chest. Big Dom comes over. His strikes get ducked. And Bobby's just teeing off on him now. And just lovely strikes. Managing to neutralise both men. Now Shots and Dominic grabs him round the throat, but Kyle O'Reilly's back to his feet. Oh, and a high low there. O'Reilly in between the rings. Taking him out for the time being, and Roddy Strong's turned his attentions to Chumper. Backbreaker to Tommaso. Chasing the dragon. Well, I don't think that's an appropriate, really, uh, move. For... I, I, I really don't... Um... You know, if they knew what it meant in, well, specifically in the UK, it's a slang for smoking heroin. Yeah, but then again, they've got a five-knuckle shuffle, haven't they? So, 
They've not learned their lesson. Yeah, but that was from John Cena. You know, his his finisher, the attitude adjustment, was known as the FU, the yeah. fuck you. And, you know, his T-shirts, you know, ruck fools and things like that. You know, it's it was kind of suggestive, but it's sucking... chasing the dragon, this is more of a fucking a heroin-type nickname. I think they're both um, stupid. Uh, well, do you yeah. reckon they should change it to snorting the line? Yeah, exactly. Or get all the opponents out in the cage now rather than having to wait 10 minutes for the match to really start. One or the other. Oh, we talked about wrestling are you, moves, yeah. are you still beefing on the fucking rules to war uh, No, I'm just saying I'm waiting. I'm at this moment in time, yeah. my my action for this match, we're just waiting for a, another moment, another spot, another sp- you know what I mean? It feels that way for me, war games. Yeah, but it's just like a Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble isn't over until the last man has entered the ring. Yeah, it can't be over until the last man. This is a similar thing to this. I like to say, it's something yeah. that's exclusive to NXT, which I absolutely love. It's you know, it's a match that you want to kind of come in, get the advantage for your team. As soon as your last man's in, get the pinfall victory, and you know, leave out there with your heads held high. But it's yeah. not only about getting the victory; it's about entertaining the fans and spectators as well. Exactly, which they're not really doing at the moment. We know Keith Lee's going to come out and take out Undisputed, and then Adam Cole's going to come out. He'll be there until if we get a fourth match. You know, it's kind of like... Yeah, but again, it's kind of going to differ itself from the women's uh, War Games match, which, like, you know, it, as soon as Ripley came in, weapons, 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 bang, she was bang on it. Yeah, well, here comes Keith Lee wobbling down to the ring. Some Team Chumper, and business is about to pick up. Absolutely, a double palm strike. But O'Reilly and Fish, tag team specialist, trying to take him on, but fucking hell, he just jumped over the pair of them. <laughs> <laughs> and a double crossbody. Now, you can't tell me that's not impressive. And uh, business hasn't just picked up. That's what I said, business has picked up. That was impressive. Until the next lull in action when Adam Cole comes out. But, I mean, keeps me recently. There's stuff, like I said, this big man can do that not many others can. Well, they're obviously going to try and change it from the women's one. They want to kind of focus it all solely on, you know, tag team manoeuvres or, like, you know... Two on one attacks and or one on two attacks, as it seems at the moment, as Keith Lee jumps over the <laughs> top rope, taking out both Fish and O'Reilly. And you know they don't want it to rely on weapons; they want it to rely on the men in the ring's talent. Yeah, which... I, I completely agree. agree with that, but the problem is, is that all war games are basically this. And like I said, when you got two, it kind of takes away from it as well, like having two handless cells. On the same show because but after these are while, two completely different war games matches. One's relied on weapons, another one's going to rely on talent. You can't tell me all these. So you're guys telling me the there's going to be no weapon, no weapons in this match. There hasn't been so far. <laughs> yeah, but and I don't think like, there will be either. This is war games. This is what it's all about. And then we go three and one from the undisputed era. Yeah, but what the undisputed era don't realise is that Chomper and Dijakovic are in there, are recovering now. And now Keith Lee's just getting beaten down. Not to my side, Chomper's back, taking out O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong. But they're just surrounding him and just pummeling. And now they turn their attention to Dojakovic. He grabs hold of O'Reilly, just throws him from one ring to the other. Now Dominic sending strong to the other ring as well. Trying to divide and conquer. Bobby Fish jumps on the back of Keith Lee. Well, I don't think that's going to work out well for him. As Dojakovic is taking out O'Reilly. And oh, Dominic there gets stopped by Strong and O'Reilly. And we've got one man left, the undisputed era. And of course we know who that is. It's Adam Cole. And listen to the cheer from the crowd. As the NXT champ comes in. Oh, well, it doesn't yet. He's looking for some tools. And we're going to see some weapons. Oh, look, it's a table. We didn't see tables earlier. No, and the table just got a huge cheer. Well, Adam Cole comes out. Oh, he's looking for more. What's he looking for this time? 
Another table. Well, it's better than one table. Two tables. Two. This is killing another five minutes. Adam Cole getting fucking tables out. Oh. oh he's setting one up on the outside. What do you think that means? Someone's going to go through it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, set it up for later. There you go. And Adam Cole now, another table. A third table. Ha, 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 ha. That's beautiful. They have the advantage at the moment. Another table. So Adam Cole's only got three minutes until it does come out. And then the match will officially start. And another table. You're getting bored of tables now, James. Well, no, I'm just, you know, Adam Cole is meant to be in the match, not getting tables. But there's not much going on in the ring at this moment in time. A ladder? Nope. <laughs> another table. Another table. Well, they wanted tables, they fucking got them. <sighs> well, Big Daddy Dudley would be proud. And the Unspeed Era have gold and wood here tonight. Well, Chomper cutting off Cole before he gets into the ring. Table there! throws him through the table that he set up. Oh, no! What are the chances of that happening? That is unfortunate. But Chomper gets out. That's He's not allowed to. Yeah, he is. The match hasn't started yet. That's fine, then. That's fine. And we're in the ring. Got Dominic and Keith. Well, Chomper's throwing Cole into the ring. After throwing him through the table. Now Cole is finally officially in war games. Chomper's slamming the door shut. But the match hasn't officially begun yet. Well, there's no officials in the match officially to start in the match. Officially. There's a cameraman in there, though. He's got to be careful now. Looks like Team Chumper. And all of the Undisputed Era are begging off. I mean, yeah, the numbers favour maybe in the Undisputed Era, but I think the strength favour is in Team Chumper. I don't know. And are we going to see a face-off like we've seen in the past from the two teams? Well, this is it. It's all kicking off now. Dijakovic has got two men to contend with, but both men have switched over to Keith Lee. And Chumper and Cole going at it as well. Back body drop by, uh, by Roddy Strong on Dijakovic. And now Keith Lee. What's he doing? Oh. oh. Nut shot. Yeah. Well, that's how they get a big man down. And the Undisputed Era now looking over. Falling thing and the clock's going. Well, will there be another member? Well, will I, the match officially start? I've gone for Swerve. Dan's gone, I've gone for the dream. Who's it going to be? No one. Oh. No one there. They've got no one's a ruse. So it looks like it's going to be another handicap match. Three on four. Four on three. Oh! oh! And it's back to his old school Titantron as well. But has he been recruited by Triple H officially? Oh, I don't care. Kevin Owens is here at War Games. We wonder who's going to be. We thought it was going to be an NXT guy. It's Kevin fucking Owens. He has arrived. The crowd is electric. I cannot honestly you have believe just it. Pissed your pants. I honestly can't believe Kevin Owens is here. And like you said, back home. Is it official? It's not. NXT on his shirt. What side is he on, though, Dan? Well, undisputed era have come charging towards him, and he's fighting them off successfully. Kevin Owens is the fourth man in this match. So who would have thought we started doing this podcast watching NXT, and it was Kevin Owens? Hallor. Who would have thought, you know, four or five years into the future, we'd see him both on an NXT show again? I don't believe it. Pop-up powerbomb on Fish. And now O'Reilly's got caught. And a netbreaker. Strong got Owens up on his shoulders. Anushi Garoshi. Oh, my sleeper God. suplex. And Owens. Stana, Stana, Stana. Owens dispatching on the Unspeaked Era. No. Powerbombs Fish onto O'Reilly. And what a statement made by Kevin Owens. Are you disappointed it's not Velveteen Dream? No. I am for the point, but in any other way, no. Wow, my God. We are shot. 
And a face-off. Is this a first-time potential meeting between these two in WWE? Well, I was just teased in the past about the Unspeakable Era has been saying he watches on NXT and a huge welcome back chant and Cole now will assign for the Unspeakable Era. And what's Owen's going to do? Suck it! Tells Cole to suck it! Oh, looks for the stunner. Oh, Cole with the super kick. It gets blocked, spins round. Stunner! Goes for the cover. One, two, ah. Roddy Strong to break it up. And Owens nearly won it for his team then. It's pretty much single-handedly while the rest of his team was recuperating. Well, I'm still in shock with Kevin Owens. And now Keith Lee, Dominic Djokovic seems to have reinvigorated them. Yeah, well, they've had a bit of time to uh, kind of bring themselves back to life. And I don't think much of uh, Undisputed Era in this one now. Well, they've got hold of Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, Cole the other side of the ring. And don't tell me. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, that didn't look as good as it should have done. But still. Nah. Took out the Unsputed Era. Kevin Kevin Owens Owens keeps <laughs> telling them to suck it. There's no doubt. I think, yeah. In his Triple H. And Owens getting the crowd into it. Absolutely. I think he's got you back into it as well. That's what we need. Now he's slapping the NXT champion. And now Chumper setting up a table. Uh-oh, Kyle O'Reilly caught. Draping DDT as O'Reilly was trying to make his way back into the ring. Now we've got some tables being set up here. Dijakovic is setting one up in the ring on his own. Chumper's setting one up. Keith Lee's setting one up. And this does not look good for the Undisputed Era here right now. Adam Cole doing his best to fight back though. But he gets shut off quickly. There's two tables but the Undisputed Era still trying to fight as best they can. You think all these men suffer seriously? You know, Adam Cole, uh, sorry, not Adam Cole, Bobby Fish has had a serious knee injury. Kyle O'Reilly punishment, he's taken. Of course, Tommaso Ciampa, and they're putting it all on the line here. Absolutely, yeah. Well, business certainly has picked up. And you see, look, this one's differentiating from the women's match. I mean, you know, the women's one had zero tables. This one's got all tables. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if we did see an outside uh, object, and we have in this one. Well, Undisputed Era, though, to their credit, they're starting to fight back. They're turning the tables, so to speak, <laughs> on uh, Dijakovic and Chumper. See it there. And now O'Reilly sent into the side of the cage. And Keith Lee, big Keith Lee's going up. Oh, shit. And this is not going to end well for anybody. Everybody's waiting in position now. There you go. Everybody's waiting for it. A huge cross body. Takes out Dijakovic on the way down. But I think, you know, taking out three members of the Undisputed Era is... Uh, Certainly fair game. He doesn't really like Dominic anyway. It's well worth it. And now Kyle O'Reilly springing off the top rope. A flying knee. Straight into the fucking knee bar. And O'Reilly is fluid. And now any submission or pin gets the job done. <coughs> oh. Dijakovic springboarding moonsault from the other ring. Into the cover. One, two. No. Bobby Fish with a knee to the back of the head of Dijakovic. Chumper's turn. Owens with a sent on. Chumper into the pin. One, two. Oh. No. Cole with a super kick to Chumper and one to oh. And Adam Cole's the last man standing at the moment. Now Cole's got his eyes set on Keith Lee. And here he comes. No. Keith Lee with a headbutt stopping Adam Cole. Crowd chanting, basking in his glory. Just waiting for Fish to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Roddy Strong to the saviour of his team captain. I thought Strong was going to try and attempt to put Lee on his shoulders. And I thought he's crazy. Instead, he's just going up to the top. Oh, my God. He's not going to look for the strong slam. Oh! Hits oh, it on Keith top. Lee. A 
Dual offence from Undisputed Era. One, two, no. Dijakovic in to save the match. Well, that was strong in uh, Riley's finisher when they were a tag team. Looked to have the job done. But Big Dom just showed up in the nick of time. I mean, those got out their strength for the help out strong there, but gravity was on his side. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Dominic grabs hold of O'Reilly and Strong. Now with the high-low. But Owens with a super kick to O'Reilly. Now Strong just flops him over the rope into the cage. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Throws O'Reilly over the ropes onto a table and he just berates him saying, oh no, does that hurt? And again, Owens turning his attention back to Adam Cole. Well, when you're on top, you're going to have a lot of enemies. Adam Cole now being set up by Owens, but stopping himself. A bit of a stalemate between Owens and Adam Cole. Now Cole's in serious trouble. Picks him up the package. Now looking for a package pile driver, but Cole fights out. He's fighting for his life right now. Owens looking for it again. No, Adam Cole with a backslide. Hits a super kick. Oh, now Cole's got got an idea of his own. He's going to get Owens. Oh, no. Owens fights out. Oh! Third time of asking, manager Kevin Owens into that steel check plate between the rings. Do you think that was third time because he couldn't get him round? I think Owens was fighting it. (coughs) And now every man down in the ring. Well, Cole seriously hurt, so is Owens. Mamma Mia chant, calls from WB's favourite commentator. And now Strong and Fish with the table. They're looking to set him up. Oh my god, what have got planned here? The other thing I don't like. Is just look at them all just kind of congealed together right now. Do you know, they all just seem to be... I know they're all... Recuperate. I mean, Kevin Owens had a Panama City Sunrise. I think Chumper's probably the most healthy one of his team so far. It looks like it's going to be uh, Chumper. He's going to be put through those two tables. Chumper fighting back, though. We'll send Strong into the table, into the side of it, and then Fish, Fish, into the side of the cage. He's taking out all the unspeakable era at the moment. Is uh Jumper, now he's going to look for the powerbomb. No, into a backbreaker. Oh my God, did you see Colorado really bounce his head off the table? And Jumper with a knees. Running from pillar to post, taking out Strong and Fish. And this is how you dismantle the Undisputed Era. Oh. But Cole gets up, super kick to Jumper. Looking to drop him through the tables. No, Jumper with a backslide. Throws him into the cage. And now Jump's saying, more knees. And how is Chump and the first man in still going like this? It's a testament to Daddy. It is. Daddy is home. And, and he that, wants his Goldie back. And he's looking up now at the cage. And what's going on in this sick, sadistic mind of Chumper? Well, you saw what he'd done to his best friend, James. Just imagine what he'd do to his worst enemy. Oh, no, that is a great thing to say. And it makes me worry about Adam Cole's safety. And don't forget, James, he does get a match tomorrow night against Pete Dunne. And Pete Dunne's a hard enough man to beat if you're 100%. Oh, my. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. We're about to say, yeah, it's going to be about 50%. If Chumper tries to get him off the top turnbuckle there for the table, that'll be it. Bad and Carl managing to fight back. You feel the end is coming for either of these men. Looking for a sunset flip, but Chumper's holding on for dear life. And Cole's back of his head just snaps. Off that steel cage. And Cole again fighting back best he can. We're using the beard. Anything that helps. <clears throat> oh, Keith Lee looks like he's sat up in a very precarious position. Adam Cole's gone to an even more precarious position on top of the cage. I think he's just trying to escape from Champa. And on the other side, Fish and Strong have got Keith Lee in position. Just waiting, sure, waiting for their moment. Oh, Champa's up on the top of the cage with Cole. Dijakovic. 
He's got Roderick Strong. Oh, sends him through that table. A choke slam. And now he's got O'Reilly. <laughs> O'Reilly doing his best to hold on. He's got a triangle. O'Reilly might make him tap out here. It's jumping cold fight at the top of the cage. But it's about Dominic struggle at the moment. But Dijakovic powering him up. Oh, no. He's falling asleep. And here comes Kevin Owens. O'Reilly's on the table. Bullfrog splash. O'Reilly has been eliminated from the match. Well, Owens didn't have a chance to cover. Now Keith Lee's got fish. He's got him on the second rope. Powerbomb. Through the table. Freely undisputed here, remembers. Through tables. Complete destruction. And now it just falls to team captains Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa. Who's going to go through the next table? And they're fighting high above the ring on top of the War Games cage. Knowing it is all on the line. And one of these men are going to die here tonight, I've no doubt. <laughs> and what the hell is Ciampa doing? What's going through his mind? Surely not. Don't call me to look so dangerous right now. Oh, mate, you've got to think of wrestling safety. Think of the children. No, I'm serious. I mean, Cole has got nowhere to go. 15 feet up with Champa. Don't do it, Champa. Oh! Oh, oh my One, God. two, three. Oh, my God. And all four members of the Undisputed Era went for a table. And Adam Cole has got a fighting fit because in 24 hours' time, he's got a face the bruiserweight. How the hell is Adam Cole going to get there? He might be dead. That's one of the most dangerous spots that I've seen. Chomper coming off it. And Adam Cole's missus, Britt Baker, is looking on with a head in her hands. Well, Adam Cole's not moving. And Chomper, you can see him moving around. And uh, that is war games. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, It actually started picking up a lot more pace in the last 10, 15 minutes of the match. I think the first bit, it kind of had its lulls. Um, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying about, you know, it was uh, one on two, then like the advantages would go the other way. And then like, you know, the advantage was going back and forth. But I think that's kind of what you want in a match. You know, you don't want it all one team dominating it completely throughout. Uh, the ending spots was absolutely brilliant. You had like um, Roddy Strong going through the table, Kyle O'Reilly getting bullfrog splash through a table, powerbomb through the table for Bobby Fish, and then to finish it off, the cherry on top of the cake was Adam Cole going through the table from the top of the fucking war games structure. It looks like uh, it's a police, you know, a, a crime scene at this moment in time. With the amount of scattered bodies around. It was a great match. But you've got to think about wrestler safety at some point as well. And Adam Cole taking that bump. Especially when he's got wrestled tomorrow night. is just staggering. The, the the risk they took. I don't think it was as good as the women's war games. But I think it's, a, it's an awesome match. Like I said. When Kevin Owens came out. That's when the match truly started, didn't yeah. it? You know. Well, that is actually when the match did start. Yeah. Well, you, so, really. That's when it's us when I would have tuned in then. Uh, missed the first half, you know, 20 minutes, whatever it was. But still, uh, a really good match. Uh, so TakeOver delivered yet again, I would say, an incredible main event. Uh, let's go back to start and let's try and review it quickly because, uh, like I say, we talk about the Women's War Games match to start us off, Dan. Yeah, um, Women's War Games match, absolutely brilliant storytelling throughout the whole thing. You had uh, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae starting off. You you know you, you know all the history between them two, and them two, you know, uh, I think that was a perfect start for them. You had the heel turn. You had Ripley pinning the champion. You had the 
Io Shirai, High Spot, and all all the women in the match perform well. You know, uh, Tegan Knox with the heel turn. Uh, sorry, Dakota Kai with the heel turn on Tegan Knox was absolutely brilliantly executed as well. Um, and you know, like all the odds were stacked against Rhea Ripley, but somehow she still managed to come out, hit the riptide on Shayna Baszler on the chairs for the victory. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, the match was really, really well told. Every- really got so long, and uh, I thought it was a really great match. What was your score on that? Uh, five. You go out of five. Uh, I, I've got to say to me as well, that was a, as good a match that I've seen in a very long time. I'm going to give that a four and three quarters out of uh, five. Uh, it was a great match though. Uh, and then Dunn versus Priest versus Dane. I felt this match started off really, really hot and then lost a little bit of pace towards the, the later goings of it. If it finished maybe five minutes earlier, I think. That, I think all three men definitely brought in. Some of the spots in it were brilliant. Dunn can pull great performance out of everybody, but it was thanks to them as well, wasn't it? You know, So I think credit to him. It was a really good match. I gave that a four out of five. Uh, I gave that a four and a quarter out of five. I thought it was a great match. Um, it, it was all action, all the match as well. You know, It didn't slow down. There wasn't any lulls. You wasn't waiting for spots. You know, It was just bang, 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 full on straight away, uh, uh, all the way to the finish. Really good. What's your score? Uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. And then we had Balor versus Riddle. Um, and it was a, a good match between these two men. I don't think it's good as the, the, what we've seen previously on the card, but still both men delivered in a big way, didn't they? Yeah, it was absolutely, uh, it was a very good match. Uh, my, one of my biggest gripes was using a fucking jackhammer and spear. That really pissed me off. I know it's kind of like a shout-out to Goldberg, and it's definitely going to set up a future match between them two at some point down the line. Uh, most definitely the right man won as well. It was it was a good match. You know, you can't take away that both men have got ample amounts of talent. Yeah, I think without a doubt. Uh, but again, Balor maybe looked a little bit slow to start with, but... Uh, again, it's building up towards other things, isn't it? I gave it a three and three quarters out of five. I gave that a four out of five. Um, and then, of course, the main event, men's war games. Uh, again, fantastic effort. Once Kevin Owens came out, it wasn't as good as the women's one, like we said, uh, but some of the spots in it were, were fantastic, weren't they, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the ending was superb. I think that was a, it was a very good match all throughout. I did like the sick bump and I like the way kind of all of the Undisputed Era got put through a table. It's kind of like a definitive end to it. You know, like you knew that one of them wasn't going to try and make the save because they was all fucking out on the backs. And, you know, to see the whole of Team Chomper standing tall to finish it as well, you know, like none of them was injured, none of them was busted open because you don't need blood to make a very good match and, you know, tell a very good story either. But there's still moments where they were waiting for stunts and, and moments, weren't they? Yeah, you there know? was lulls throughout the match. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, you could see when uh, I think Keith Lee and Bobby Fish, they kind of went up to their turnbuckle a bit too early because, you know, they were still waiting on what was going on with Chomper and they was looking over as like, right, are they up there yet? Are they in position? Are we ready to go? But, um, yeah, you know, the setup could have been better for the finish, but the finish was still probably the best bit of my ma- uh, of the match for me. Yeah, but I think WWE does this anyway in the fact of like they give you something. if that was just one ma- if there was just one if this was just the one war games we'd be going, Oh, this is fucking incredible, this is brilliant. But because they put two on there, a bit like the Royal Rumble, it does take a little sink away from it. But still great effort. What was your score out of five? Uh, I'll go that a four and a half out of five. 
Yeah, I gave that four and a half as well. Uh, still really good stuff, though. Uh, for um, What were your thoughts on the entire show? It was really over quick. I was really surprised. I thought it was going to be three hours. Ended up being two and a half. Yeah, the the whole event flew by. Um, it was, and that's what you like. You know, there wasn't any hold-ups. There wasn't anything slowing it down. There wasn't someone talking unnecessarily. Um I think, you know, it's it had pretty much everything you'd want, you know. It had a shocking moment right at the beginning with the heel turn. It had the surprise entrant in Kevin Owens that no one expected. Um, and it had three, I, I, I would say, strong matches. I think the women's match, they knocked it out of the park with Yeah, that, that was match of the night for me, definitely. Um, that is match. What is your score out of 10? Um, I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10. I think, you know, it had everything you want. You know, no match kind of let the whole side down. If I was to watch the whole pay-per-view again, I'd watch the whole thing in its entirety as opposed to, you know, skipping a match here and there. But in the end of the day, right, it's exactly what I thought for our oh, fantastic pay-per-view, but did it really matter in the end? Like, if we didn't watch this takeover, have we missed anything? Yes, well, we've missed Pete Dunne becoming the number one contender. We've missed Dakota Kai's heel turn. We've missed Kevin Owens. What's Kevin Owens going to do? Is he NXT full-time? I'm going to want to watch NXT. But these are the things that are going to be answered later on. Yeah, but it's it's question, it's question throwing up questions that you're going to get the answers to later, but the questions still stand relevant. You know, what's happening with Dakota Kai? Is, she gonna, is Tegan Knox going to come out for blood? Is Tegan Knox going to be on the shelf for a little while? Um, what's happening with Ripley after this match? Triple threat. You know, again, it's what's going to happen with Pete Dunne. He's facing him tomorrow night at Survivor Series. How's that match going to go? Is Adam Cole even going to be able to make it? Uh, Finn Balor, what's, who's his next target? He's taken out two targets in NXT. You know, he's taken out two of the top guys, arguably the top, you know, the upper tier guys, should I say. Who's going to be next for Balor? What's next on his hit list? Um... The men's war games match. Right, Chomper's kind of one step closer to redeeming himself against Adam Cole. What's his what's his next move? And like I said, and we can catch up with everything on the episode of NXT after takeover. But it's gonna make you want to watch it, isn't it? Yeah, well but still you're gonna be able to work out these things. For me, personally, it wasn't as good as full gear that AEW did. But it was a very good it was a very good show. I'm gonna give it an eight and three quarters out of ten. Like I said, the the women's war games match was the best match on, on the card. Without a doubt. Uh, but again, it just feels like, again, another one in February as well. It's going to st- take over now. We're going to start turning into another kind of monthly WWE thing and in the end. And I'd like to say that Britt Baker actually got more airtime on a show that's her show's rival. Well, again, it's a cheap shot by WWE for showing Britt Baker in the, in the crowd, isn't it? You know, so. Well, apparently the director went to the person with the most shocked look on their face, and if I'd have seen my significant other go through a move like that, I'd have a fucking shocked look on my well, face. Well, I'm about. hoping that Renee Young shows up on Dynamite now. That would be the right thing to do. Uh, let's not forget, our next episode will be Survivor Series 2019. Uh, we will bring that out on Sunday. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WNetReview or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John School Rollins. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email. The WNR Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as well, the WNR Podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page with the WWE Network Review. Name soon 
soon to be changed, or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, dubbing our podcast. We've got latest clips on there. Podcasts got the same time on YouTube. We do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Speaker Radio. We've got our live shows, Stitch Radio, and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that's it. Like I said, next time out, Survivor Series. And a big thank you for everybody who listened to our live shows over the weekend. I've been James Rowlands, and as always, with John. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.